This is Hash It Up, presented by Hash Sports. Let's go. Picture this, I'm a bag of dicks, put me to your lips, I am sick, I will punch a baby bear in his shit, give me lip, I'ma send you to the yard, get a stick, make a switch, I can end the conversation real quick, I am cracked, I ain't lying, kick a lion in his crack, I'm the shit, I will fall off in your crib, take a shit, hit your mama on the booty, kick your dog, fuck your bitch, that boy dressed up like this down on took pictures with your kids. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hash It Out, presented by Hash Sports. It's been a while. Uh, on today's episode, we've got, as always, the Chew Babe, Master Chew, Zulo, for all of you out there. Um, and BMAC is uh, he's taking a leave of absence for a while. So we're going to bring in um, our boy from the LNO podcast, Kit Bayless. So uh, what's going on, guys? How we doing? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me tonight, gentlemen. Yeah, man. So BMAC and Jamel Hill have that in common. They both are on a two-week suspension due to inappropriate uh, <laughs> inappropriate tweet, even though BMAC does know how to use Twitter. But, yeah, man, it's been a while. Um, yeah, man, ready to go. Football's in full swing. Let's get it. Absolutely. we got a lot going on, boys. Um, let's start it off with the... U.S. men's national team. I know it's kind of old news at this point, but uh, they really fucking blew it, losing to Trinidad and Tobago, the size of Corpus Christi fucking Texas. So what do you guys have on that? Kip, let's start with you. Man, um, it's kind of embarrassing. Not only do we lose a game to which Trinidad and Tobago is the size of, like, rural, I mean, Denver. I think Denver is actually larger than them. So it's it's kind of embarrassing, you know, Um a little bit embarrassed. The last time we missed a uh, World Cup was when we had a television star in the White House. So it sucks. It sucks. You know, it's been since the Reagan days. But um, it's going to set us back for a while. I believe the MLS is going to take a hit. Fox Sports is going to have to eat a very large bullet on their contract. But uh, at the same time, it makes the, I guess, next summer's going to be not nearly as fun as it was four years ago or three and a half. So I'm a little bit butthurt, a little bit disappointed. But at the same time, Fuck it, it's just soccer, so I'm not that worried about it. Yeah, I mean, I do love the World Cup, though. The World Cup's electric. Um, I don't think it even matters that USA team not even in it. So, I mean, I myself, I'm an Italy fan when it comes to, you know, the World Cup. So, I don't know. I mean, men's team, soccer is a joke. Let's get real. I mean, we still have the women's team who's like, I don't know, for some reason, like the bad boys of the fucking league. They have Alex Morgan getting shit-faced at Epcot Center, getting kicked out of Family Rides, which I think is awesome. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to waste too much of my breath on soccer. It was embarrassing. I didn't even know Trinidad and Tobago was even a thing, but apparently it is. And uh, a bunch of friggin' Islanders, you know, beat the men's team. And, you know, just kind of, I don't know. I, I, I feel nothing about it, actually. Yeah, I mean, the thing that sucks is, like, listening to all these fucking soccer fans talk about how this is going to, you know, set us back forever. Who cares? We haven't been shit for a long time. So, you know, we're just going to go about our business. And Yeah, we were, we were like, we were like, okay, four years ago. I mean, we weren't good. We were okay. We barely beat Ghana. And like, I mean, who cares? I mean, yeah, like, everyone's still going to watch. I care. 
I will still watch the World Cup, um, but at the same time, I'm a, one of those guys that's a staunch American. I enjoy beating the shit and exuding dominance across the globe, whether it be dropping bombs or dropping balls in the net. I'm always a fan of the Americans. So us not being there does take away a little bit of the zest or the fun of it. But at the same time, I guess I'm just going to go pick a fucking team and cheer for them or something like that. I mean, as we say, the Zulos drinking out of American uh, Huggy. I mean, you've got to be... <laughs> A little bit of disappointed that, I mean, you're an Italian-American, so you have a dog in the fight. But just as a southern-bred soccer player, I have no other dog in the fight. So I'm a little disappointed. I I can't say anything else about that. But it sucks how we went out. You know, uh, Panama scores a goal, and we can't even get the fourth spot in the fucking CONCACAF. We're talking about teams that are countries that are ravished by hurricanes, people that live in, like, spit, mud, and huts out of, like, thatch and straw and we can't beat these teams to get into the cup it's embarrassing so i'm embarrassed now but come next summer i'm just gonna be pissed off that we're not there so i don't have another dog in the fight i'll still watch but i hate that we don't have a team there it pisses Hop me on off. the italy train dude love to have you are y'all gonna let me on do y'all have still have buffa yeah, as the as buffa your, your goalie still who do you do you you mean yeah yeah, I thought I was saying it right. I don't know. No, all terrible wrong. But no, yeah, this is this is the last World Cup. <laughs> I mean, that's about um, right. Yeah, but yeah, as you said, dude, it's a little disappointing. I might be more disappointed we, next summer when it actually happens. But at this point, I didn't lose any sleep over it. Yeah, but like four years ago was awesome. You know, when when we were in the World yeah, Cup and like great. everyone was going out and drinking at the bars and like you know, I don't know. It it sucks. It's just kind of it's. That's what it is. I mean, we suck. We're going to continue to suck. And um, I guess U.S. soccer isn't going to get any better. So let's go, ladies. Yeah, fuck it. Onward. Yeah. So Upward. that was uh, that was talking Onward. soccer. Um, moving on to the next segment. We got the MLB playoffs going on, boys. Nailed it. Um, so the Yankees advanced to the NLC- ALCS. Uh, last night, or if you're listening to this tomorrow, two nights ago, um, they will face the Astros. I mean, I guess the Yankees are back. Yeah. Um, I mean, beginning of the season, they were saying they were going to be a sub-500 team. They wouldn't make the playoffs. During the playoffs, they are down 2-0, so they wouldn't come back. Um, I mean, I hate the Yankees, but they're pretty filthy. And if, you know, Severino can figure it out, um, I think they're going to go all the way because they got those 100 every single inning, and then CC Sabathius turned back the clock. Tanaka has got his stuff back, and then, I mean, their lineup can go toe-to-toe with, you know, I think any lineup in baseball, honestly. So, I mean, I love Didi Gregorius. He's one of my – he's the only one the Yanks actually like. He's so good. He actually – he single-handedly won them the friggin' – he won the wild card game and then won them, you know, the game last night. So, I mean, I wanted to see a Red Sox-Yankees-ALCS. But, unfortunately, it didn't happen because John Farrell's a cocksucker. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's – I mean, the Yankees are back, and it's going to suck because you're going to be back for a while. But it is what it is. I don't hate it. See, I hate the shit out of the Yankees. I hate the shit out of all Northeastern teams. But that's kind of one of those things that was instilled in me as a young child and growing up in the South was fuck them all. Fuck them all all the time. So whether it be football, baseball, basketball, I never cheer for them to win anything. So I didn't. I wasn't cheering for the Yankees last night. Um, I have friends that are Clevelandites that were at the game. I love watching them lose, whether it be up three one and anything or up two zero. It's fun watching them just shit the bed. But at the same time, I'm not going to cheer for the Yankees. 
and I'm definitely not cheering for him against the Astros. But but talking about best lineup top to bottom, you got to think Astros are even better than that, and they have a better rotation than the Yankees do. I mean, between picking up Verlander and all, you already had a pretty stout squad. I think you're pretty deep in that facet now. And then anybody from the 5'6", second baseman Altuve, all the way down to the Go Tigers LSU boy Alex Bregman, anybody can knock that ball out of the park, whether it be the eighth hole or someone in the eighth hole or whether it's your leadoff batter, they can go yardy as well. So I think it's a great matchup for the ALCS, but I'm not going to cheer for the Yankees, and I don't ever like seeing them succeed. The only thing that really matters in postseason baseball is the bullpen. And the Yankees had the best bullpen I've seen probably ever. It is they don't they don't even need their starters to go they, they literally you saw it happen. They can have a guy go two innings and then bring in any one of those six guys out of the bullpen. And it's unbelievable. I mean when you can just shut down a game the fifth inning, I mean it's just such a weapon. And then you have Batances and Chapman at the tail end there. I mean, I don't know. The, the Astros are good. I mean I think they scored a run the first inning every single game against the Red Sox. But it's going to be a good series. I think that series goes seven. Verlander is good, but he didn't really pitch well against the Red Sox. Gave up six earned runs. Uh, Keiko pitched well. That was good to see. But other than that, man, I don't. I mean, I think I'll, I'll give the nod to the Astros on the lineup, but I think the Yankees get the nod with the uh, the pitching in the bullpen for sure. So, what's your prediction? How many games do you think uh, it's going to go? I think it'll go. I think it'll go seven. I think it'll go seven, and I think. Uh, I think this is the Astros here. So I think it goes seven. I think uh, Verlander comes back game seven, Houston, and wraps it up. I think they can. I think Houston can win it on the road, go six. I think CC, yeah, like you said, I mean, every now and then he has it, but at the same time, so does Tanaka. So it's kind of hit or miss. If, you know, sometimes those guys may miss, and if they miss at home, they better hope to hit have nine runs because that it's a batter-friendly park. And, I mean, you're talking about yeah. nine guys on the lineup for the Astros that can go yardy in that park, whereas there's only four guys probably for the Yankees that can do it in, what is it, Enron Park or Minute Maid or whatever the fuck we're calling it now, the, the definitely hill. Not, definitely not Enron Park. but I would yeah, I'm, 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 I've never stopped calling it Enron, so <laughs> I'm going to continue with that. But whatever. Um so I think the Astros can win it on the road at some place. You know, steal one from Yankee Stadium. They may be able to close in five. But I think it goes six. Yeah, but the Yankees just beat the Indians, who had 102 wins and riled off like 24 out of 25 games. So, I mean. Kluber had a back a back so injury. That didn't shit, show up at all in either one happen. of his starts. Shit yeah. I think that Houston's a lot healthier. Houston's a lot healthier. They had like nine errors over yeah. five games. I mean, I don't know. So. It just sucks because – and their, their three MVP candidates all were, like, absent at the plate, minus Lindor's one grand yeah, slam. Well, like, got to show up when and, and Carcion was out with an ankle injury. I think that Dude, Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge struck out four times in three games. That's never happened before. He struck out 15 times in the whole fucking series. It's pretty absurd. That well, this no, guy- no, that's what I'm saying. He, sh- he had the golden sombrero three games in a row. And I'm sorry, but he looks like a tranny, okay? I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. I was wondering when you were going to stop sucking Yankee dick and get back to your Boston uh, Red Sox roots. I don't, I don't like I – fu- dude, dude, I fucking – here's my thing. I love postseason baseball so much, and it sucks when the stocks are out because, I mean, I'm still going to watch every game. It just makes it so much less intense for me. But, dude, I told you, Houston's going to win. It's going to be Houston versus the Dodgers, and Houston's going to win the World Series. God, I hate the Dodgers. No, I mean, even if it's not the Yankees' year, they're de- they're definitely fucking back. 
And um, who knows? They might go out and get Bryce Harper. No, they're going to um, get Bryce so. Harper and Stanton next, or in, after 2018. Their outfit's going to be Judge, Harper, Stanton. You wait. Oh. Yeah, so look forward to that. By the way, Eagles fumble. Wonderful. Nice job, we'll, Carson. We'll get to that in just a minute. Um, so moving on from the AL to the NL, we got the Cubs at the Nats. Game five tonight. Um, I, it's going on right now. Zulo, do you have an update on that? Yeah, it's funny when like a team like the Cubs, who has gone since the hunt, 1908, and to not they went now they're all just cocky all of a sudden. It's like I, I'm already sick of them. Like I didn't mind them last year. But now it's like, all right, enough of these people already. And update, it's one nothing, uh, Chicago. John Jay just made a sweet catch in center. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is what. The Nationals can close it up here uh, at home. I think they do it. I mean, I don't know. I don't hate the Nationals. I, the Cubs are the Cubs are annoying. Their fans are terrible. People from Chicago are just sucking general. So, I mean, I'm going to go for the Nationals here, but – I don't particularly like either team. I couldn't agree more. The Chicago fans are the fucking worst. And the and I said this on our podcast as well. <laughs> like the the terrible. people that came out of the woodshed last year after they won, like everybody brought this brand new Cubs hat and it was worn all over goddamn Oh my god. Everywhere. Dude. It yes. doesn't matter if you're in Denver, Mississippi or goddamn New York. They're everywhere. They're the worst. And so, like, after they won, everybody was trying to fly the fucking W and preach about how great they are on Facebook and claim their fame, like, how they're a fucking Cubs fan. Uh, They're just the worst. So if the Cubs get eliminated tonight, good, because they're still going to be, like, harping about how great they were last year. And I'm doing the fucking hand job motion. Get out of here. I fucking hate them. I'd rather Bryce Harper win this series. But, you know, Strasburg's going to kiss a death, and so does the city of D.C. So you know they're going to cave and lose to L.A. later. Yeah, they're definitely not winning at all. Dude, I love Bruce Harper. He's that, I mean, that hair is unreal for us. Ah, that hair is great. I love that it. hair is great. <laughs> let's, just, let's just call it space, space. The guy's got fucking electric flow. As does Worth. And the the main that we, Worth has got as well. I mean, those no, guys are no, both. No, no, Worth. Worth, Worth is gross. Jason Worth is gross. Okay, I like disgusting. him. Fuck him. No, I like, I, I like him too. He's a disgusting human being. He looks like a caveman that didn't evolve all the way. But... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, Bryce Harper is so good. Yeah, he's great. And when y'all said that thing about him going and being in pinstripes next year, I was hoping that Jeter would go ahead and just trade Stanton in the offseason to New York so then they wouldn't pursue Harper. And then Harper could join his boy Chris Bryant in Chicago. So then I could hate Bryant as well next season. <laughs> but at the same time, no one's coming to Colorado, and especially not a pitcher, and I don't think we're going to get any help in the outfield. But at the same time, our lineup wasn't the issue. So maybe he goes to Texas. That would be my only other best bet. They pay a lot so of money. I don't, Kip, I don't understand your fandom. Are you just like by default a Rockies fan? Yeah, I just cheer for the Rockies when because yeah, they're in my right. backyard. But I cheer for the Rangers most of the time yeah. when they don't suck balls and fire my boy Ron Washington, the cocaine cowboy himself. Yeah. When they don't fire him, I was a big fan. And, you know, the Josh Hamilton thing and then trading Ian Kinsler for, uh, for Prince Fielder, that chapped my ass a little bit. So it's just been a, it's been a tumultuous couple years. Losing back-to-back World Series sucked ass. So I'm, I cheer for the Rangers, but since they're not relevant this year and I can't hate the Astros because they weren't really in our division growing up, I don't really hate the Astros. Like, otherwise, if it was someone from your division, you'd hate them. So this year I just cheered for the Rockies because they were at least competitive and I was able to go to the games. But otherwise, I cheer for most teams from Dallas. 
Yeah, welcome to the club, man. I'm a fucking Philadelphia Phillies fan. It's been a at least you won one series. of your super uh, your World Series. I lost every single goddamn one we went to. It feels like forever ago, but yeah, that's all. I that's what I hang my hat on. <laughs> Ten years ago, uh, you uh, had Donovan McNabb. He went to a couple of NFC Championship games. That's nice. That's got. He went to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay, with T.O. as well. But at the same time, Cowboys couldn't even get there, and that's my fan. You guys have in growth. You guys have growth. So we'll cross that bridge. Gross, yeah. I hate, I hate all the teams that you like. Yeah, well, I hate everything about the Northeast. So Philadelphia teams, no offense, Zulo, your boys aren't as bad. But the Philadelphia <laughs> fans and players and teams, they're just the worst. Just uh-huh. white trash nothing in like, the North. Well. Nothing like off. someone from Fuck Starkville off. calling <laughs> You brought trash. me on. <laughs> yeah, Kip's, Kip's a Mississippi State fan. And uh, likes all Texas teams. Yeah, you so. might be the wor- you might be the worst kind of person. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't jump. What was I supposed to be like? Some like Braves Saints fan coming yeah. out of Mississippi? Like suck some dick of like Tennessee Titans? Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> At least I picked my fandom in '91, '92, and rode it out through the Romo years, through the Quincy Carter Drew Bledsoe, days. Baby. Fucking Drew, Drew Bledsoe, yeah, exactly. I've gone through the shitty days, so I'm stoked to have my own quarterback. It also kind of sucks, but uh, we'll cross okay, these bridges. Yeah. I got I'm some, not da- I got sit some, here and harp I got some on Dallas stuff. Too. My we'll team's being spirit. Yeah, so baseball. I mean, yeah, I love postseason baseball. So, I mean, I'm excited. To, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I, I like this time of the year. Best time of the year in sports. So, how do you guys um, – who are you guys picking to win the whole thing? Strohs. Yeah, I pick, I, I'm picking Houston, too. And I got – I think I got Houston beating L.A. I mean, I had the Rockies on my podcast, but that was before the postseason – I mean, started before the one game since we lost before that. Before wild card game. Yeah. Talk about a great – talk about a great wild card game. I know, the man. Rockies would not – They die. almost made that yeah, comeback. the Rockies would not die. If you have one pitcher – They almost made a comeback like three separate – Dude, join the fucking club, man. The Sox haven't had a pitcher that can pitch in October – since fucking what about Kurt Josh Joe, Beckett? I mean, Didn't he help? Chris Sale. Didn't he win one for you not too long ago? Dude, this is years. Like, dude, I'm talking about like Chris Sale. Like, dude, you're the best pitcher in baseball. I mean, have one good game for Christ's sake. Oh, well, don't forget about the $200 million you gave to David Price as well to come out of the bullpen. <laughs> oh, $213 million. Actually, hey, spin zone, I like Price out of the bullpen. He's so much better. But, I mean, it is a hefty price tag to uh, – for a glorified middle reliever. So I'll say it right now. I cheered for you, was it 04, whenever it was, when y'all won the first one. Papelbon was your closer. I mean, he's just a good old boy from fucking Laurel, Mississippi. Went to Mississippi State. Gave the fucking game-winning ball to his dog. I mean, loved it. <laughs> loved it. So I cheered for you once. And so oh, I feel got, kind of bad about it now. jumping for fucking joy knowing that we had you on our side. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason you won it. That's the only reason you won those. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We'll take and what then, we get. So and then now you got Papa Bond, and then went to the Phillies and uh, was like the worst closer in baseball. And then he uh, choked don't out. When he to, yeah, Bryce choked out Bryce Harper. Harper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway. I guess it's better than cheering for Drew Pomeranz. So I'll take it. Hey, Drew Pomeranz had a hell of a had a hell of a season for the Sox. I'll take that all day. And, I mean, Mitch Moreland was on the Sox as well. He didn't have a bad no, season Mitch, coming off dude, a gold glove in Texas. He had a great. I was pissed when Texas gave him up Mitch, after having a gold glove at Mitch first. Mitch I'll take Mitch Moreland all day. So I mean, I, I kind of I like to see my dogs succeed in the pros, but it's really hard when they're on teams like New Yorkers or Bostonians or. Philly, yeah. like Fletcher Cox, I hate cheering for him because he's interdivisional. But at the same time, he's a dog, so priorities. Good segue, Kip. That's that's the MLB playoffs. Um, you know, we'll probably be back next week talk uh, talk about whatever's going on in the AL and NLCS. 
Um, moving on to the NFL, we got the Eagles and Panthers tonight. Fly, Eagles, fly. Zulo, it's in your backyard. You're in Charlotte, minutes away from the stadium. Yeah, so let's talk about let's talk oh. about assholes. Carolina. I put Carolina right there with all of them. I mean, it's cool because, I mean, I'm right there. They're just delusional fans. What? Oh. I said they're dude, just delusional people, fans. Oh, dude, this is the biggest act disappearing I've seen. I mean, I last year they were so guys. you know gung ho. They lost to Denver on that last second field goal, and next thing, and now all of a sudden they're back because they beat the Patriots. And God damn, I have to hear about this every day, and it's it's infuriating. But I mean, like the what's the saying? I like the wolves don't uh, worry know, about the opinion of sheep. Oh, exactly. I mean, cool. I mean, they they won a regular season game against the Patriots, which is like their Super Bowl. Let's get real. The Pats, the Pats have some injury problems. They're not their defenses look suspect, but I mean they're going to win their division. They're going to go to the AFC Championship game, and we'll, we'll get to the Pats. We'll get to the Pats. Let's, let's talk about the Eagles Panthers game tonight. Both team, both teams are yeah. Four the biggest one. fucking dude, that's um, the big dude. That's the biggest fake I've ever seen. Four and one. These two scrubs. Well, I mean, let's think about this because the Panthers <laughs> also went on the road and won in Detroit, and I thought Detroit looked pretty legit prior to losing. The Falcons game, that which was I think was kind of a, a guff play. With the, yeah, that was a bullshit play. So the Lions, I thought, were pretty legit, and then they were pretty much skunked by the Panthers up until they got garbage touchdowns and kind of snuck back in it, like back door to fourth quarter cover. So I don't <laughs> know. The NFL for you. Yeah, I don't know how good or how bad Carolina is, but I don't like, and I don't give a fuck about the NFC South at all. As long as everyone beats the Saints, I'm happy as a clam. But I don't know how good the Eagles are either. They beat the Redskins, I think, was probably the best team they've played. I don't know. I don't. I try not to follow them too terribly close because that's BVD's territory. I'll let him harp on that. And I can't d- attest to the Carolina fans, but yeah. I'm cheering for the over tonight. So I don't give, give a fuck who wins, but I need both quarterbacks to go down with an injury after they score 44 points. Um, I think this is a really good defense. Really good defense. And Cam Newton has looked, Cam Newton has looked so really good in the last two games. So I think this team is as good as Cam Newton is. If that shoulder holds up and he plays at that MVP level he did two years ago, which he's looked like. He's got 335 yards average the last two games. He's got six tu- six uh, passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. So, I mean, I think they're good. I think I think the Pens are, are good. But, I mean, they're one Cam Newton injury away from being irrelevant again. So, I don't know. I think they make some noise. I think they go to the playoffs. But, I don't know. They lost Greg Olson, but the emergence of Devin Funches and Ed Dixon has been huge. So we'll see, man. This would be, I mean, I think the Eagles are more frauds than the Panthers, but I think this is a huge game for both these teams. I mean, the Eagles might have the best front seven in, in the NFL. Everyone keeps saying that about, like, Jason I mean, Peters and them. I, I mean, I get it. LeGarrette Blunt runs really hard, though, so I don't really give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, he's, like, like grinding out four yards a down. I feel like he gets his, and then they get, like, zero. It looks like they've already been sacked a couple times or whatever. I don't know yeah. how good Philly really is ever. And I think I'm kind of with Zulo on this. Like, of the two, which ones are pretenders? I think the Eagles have had a little bit easier of uh, a first five games. Yeah. I mean, we had to play the Chiefs in week two, and we lost by a touchdown. I lost the loss, dude. I get it. You guys lost to the Chiefs, too. Let's, but, you know. I mean, Carolina went on the road and beat New England, and they beat Detroit. So I don't, I don't think it's even a question of who's had, you know, a better run so far. I guess we'll see. But Carson Wentz is looking like, uh, you know, he might be actually legit. I mean, he's yeah. Carson, Carson he turns Wentz, the ball over Carson a lot. Carson Wentz is good. No one's. Did, I mean, 
I like Carson Wentz. I got no problem with him. He's good. I mean, they, I mean, but I don't know. I mean, Nelson Aguilar is he their number one receiver? I mean, Alshon. What has Alshon Jeffrey done? I, mean, I think Torrey Smith has had like one catch for eighty-two yards and a touchdown. Besides that, he he drops everything. He he and like. Mike Wallace and all those other gunners like Martavius Bryant, none of them seem to do anything like on a regular basis. They're not steady in that facet. So I feel if you have one shut down, shut down corner, you can probably shut down most of Philly because you can your safeties are kind of free to roam. You can cover the middle of the field on Zach Ertz, and if you have any athletic linebacker, which is what Kansas City had. You can shut down Ertz. I feel like they're very, I'd say not necessarily one-dimensional, but if you make them win by running the ball, then you're just having to worry about LeGarrette Blunt bulldozing your defensive backs. So I think that... Yeah, and he's averaging six yards of carry right now. I mean, who knows if that's going to last, but I agree. You know, at, the same t- at the same time, I mean, we have weapons this year, which we didn't last year. No, oh, de- they definitely, they definitely, both these teams definitely have more weapons than they've had in the past. Nelson Aguilar is good. He we we really had good. one receiver that could catch a fucking ball last year, and they all had fucking bricks for hands. <laughs> that is true. In, including Nelson Aguilar. And he's actually, you know, come on the scene this year and, you know, has played decent. I mean, he had like a 60-yard touchdown bomb with an awesome fucking celebration in the they end shouldn't have, week, They should so. never have traded Jordan Matthews. I don't think Jordan Matthews was really like all that. Like, I think, I'm not going to lie, I think Buffalo's stupid yeah. with their free he, off-season trades. He wasn't all that. But who knows? I don't know. Jordan Matthews is good, dude. I think – But I, I think they yeah. – I mean, I don't know. He I guess I'm more wish, I'm wishful thinking. I'm yeah, wishful thinking that play. Philly's not good is more so than – Yeah. Maybe, maybe they are good. Who knows? I'm just – I don't – We'll find yeah. out as the season I mean, goes on. That's the best part about being week six. We don't have to necessarily be definitive in any of these claims. Philly State just hit a weird field goal. Three, three zip, Eagles. That's my boy. That's my boy, Jake Elliott. From Picked him 50 up. 50 yards. Everyone. Dude, he really needed a kicker. I think that, up Jake Elliott that thing started off right and hooked way left and went in. Guy hit a uh, 60 yard field goal to beat the Giants in week three. So. We are a pro kicker friendly podcast. So, you know, any 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 kicker news is, is good for us. So we'll take it. Yeah, speaking of that, let's just jump right into our newest segment called Can I Kick It? All right, so our newest segment, Can I Kick It? We uh, we all bring a kicker or a punter, college or professional, to the table, talk about them. I mean, we've had Cairo Santos on the podcast before, so we're a very kicker-friendly podcast. We are a kicker. Um, and we're getting Brandon McManus in the near future, so stay tuned for that. So um, today we're uh, we're going to discuss three kickers. Zulo, who you got? So um, I think I go with the obvious pick here, uh, Nick Folk, who – Jesus. Oh, so you just took mine? I mean, that, that was mine. I, I texted that earlier, like four hours ago. You said Nick Novak was yours. Whatever, dude. Same thing. The kicker for the fucking Tampa Bay. Okay, that's okay. So you took mine. So I'll have to come up with another one. Okay, Nick, Nick Folk. Anyway, um, dude, being a kicker is tough. I mean, <laughs> you are you are under scrutiny at all times, and once you miss a kick, that's just a hundred percent mental. And I mean, obviously, I'm a Pats fan. That game was gross last Thursday. We we kind of got lucky to get out of there with a win, which is the biggest takeaway. But I mean, Folk missed badly on three field goals, and there's not a more lonely place than that on the sideline if you miss a kick from 32 yards. And then he's 
subsequently cut the next day, which I think is always hilarious. And Justifiably cut. Oh, I mean, dude, you can't, yeah, you can't do, miss three field goals. He cost him the game. No, he didn't cost him the game, but it would have been different. You know, I think he missed three of four. I mean, they lost by six. Well, he missed one from like he missed one from like fifty six, dude. That's not a gimme. I think in the NFL, forty nine and in, you have to hit nine times out of ten. But yeah, I mean, being a kicker is tough, man. Like you could go cold, like like Gustowski. I mean, he was so good for Shout so long, and, he had a shit, and then he had a shitty year last year. And now he's playing good again. So, I mean, I don't know. I think sometimes it's you get a second chance. Like, who is that dickhead for the Ravens? Um, Justin Tucker? No. One that missed that, like, that missed, like 21-yarder against the Pats in the in the uh, playoffs. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, uh, and the other kicker, um, the ex-Vikings guy. Um, what's his name again? I'm drawing a blank here. Blair, Blair Walsh. We're really knocking the park out of this Blair uh, segment. Blair Walsh, yeah. Like, Blair Walsh cost the, yeah, Blair Walsh legit cost them a win in the playoffs. So, and then he has another chance. So. Oh, man, he did. He fucked <laughs> and, that and one so up. That's, <laughs> that's when you actually lose. Like, like Nick Folk didn't necessarily lose the game, but he didn't do him any favors. Fucking Blair game rest game rested on his leg, and he missed it, and they lost because of that. And That was in the ice-cold game where it was like six degrees or whatever? Yeah, and that and that's bad. Minnesota has, has some shit luck. But, I mean, he had another shot. So, I mean, I just – I think one of you guys just told me that – um you know, Byung Win Koo obviously was cut by San Diego or LA Chart, wherever the hell they are now. And then, um, are you going to take all of our kickers from us? I don't know. I'm, just, I'm talking kickers, dude. I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's our first under this segment, dude. Cut me some fucking slack. There's plenty of kickers right, out well, there. From now on, it's going to be your segment. Then you can just talk kickers for. As I will. Long as you when want. you just brush over the NFL and talk about the shitty Eagles, what I'm going to do? So, anyway, um, Nick Folk. Um, it's a, it's a dark time in his life. I probably call suicide a watch. Keep a guy. Just at his room in 72 hours. But, you know, I digress. I'm, I'm done talking kickers. Let's pass it over to uh, the man, Kip Ailes. All right, so I'll take over on this. So, first off, shout out to uh, my boy Beaver. Steven Gotskowski and I played select soccer together in Mississippi. He once boarded me on an indoor soccer game. I'll never forget it. Real asshole. But also a very big competitor. So, Clean shout out fame. to him. For, yeah, not really, but it's okay. Um, knowing a couple other kickers as well, but um, – my kicker this week was Eddie Pereiro from the University of Florida. This cocksucker missed the PAT with a minute left in the fourth quarter to tie the game, which obviously because they didn't tie the game cost me my goddamn pick and my bet for the weekend. Ooh. So I hope that fucking cunt is on suicide watch. Double jeopardy. But yeah. And, yeah. In, re- in regards to a Nick Folk, I'll have to give him a little bit of some credit. He was a Dallas Cowboys for a little while. He wasn't. He was a lot more reliable. But when we let him go, we let him go for Dan Bailey, who is now the most accurate kicker in NFL history. But this is talking kickers, so this is going to be a really hot topic. Nick Folk deserved to get cut, and the best part about Nick Folk was that he came in for – Aguero, who the Buccaneers decidingly took, what, a first or second round draft pick? Yeah, and took that little uh, water bug out of Florida State. And then the guy couldn't fucking hit. Literally, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I mean, the guy was so bad. So I don't know if it's necessarily Nick Folk or if it's just Tampa woes. But Lovey Smith was cursed with it. And now it seems Dirk is cut uh, cursed with it. These kickers are just hot garbage. So I don't think we're giving shout-outs to, like, really good kickers. Uh, I know you mentioned 
Wang Hu Ku Chen Kum Chen, whatever. But I mean, the, Ching Chong. Yeah, Ching Chang Chong. Whatever. The first two names are interchangeable. All of them are interchangeable. The fact is, the kicker game has become a lot less reliable in the NFL than it was year, four years ago or three years ago before they did the rule change. It seems like the PAT thing alone has gotten in everybody's head, and all these cunts are missing 40 yarders and in Dude, on a regular and the, and the basis. The best part is that asshole from Florida is like a fucking fan favorite. They love him down there. Not anymore. <laughs> Good. That fucking cunt deserves to also be on. I mean, I hate that guy. For the first two days, or Sunday and Monday, I hated that guy. He cost me obviously a pick and a bet. But if he hits that, at least we go to overtime and our extra time. And I say we because my money was on the line. So fuck yeah. him. That's all I got on that. That's the last kick. Hey, I'm gonna but talk real about quick, uh, Aguero has a brother at Florida State, so. Tampa Bay, baby, save that first round pick next year. Take them. <laughs> Double down on the little brother. So I'm going to change it up, and I'm actually going to give props to a kicker because um, I have to be quick on my feet because Zulo stole mine. Um, I'm going to go with my boy and Zulo's Italian brethren, Giorgio Tavecchio from the Oakland Raiders. Oh, Tavecchio. Um, Tavecchio. I picked him up in fantasy this, this year, and he's uh, fucking a game changer for me. He. Has made all eight of his field goals. He's 100% on the season. He's the guy who's replacing uh, Sebastian Janikowski. Who, Seabass? Another Seabass. Uh, an- another lefty. So the Raiders are stuck. The old sober driver himself. <laughs> Mr. DD. <laughs> yeah. We love Florida State kickers on this we podcast. Do. Wait, Ben. <laughs> um, if your fantasy team is contingent upon your kicker, your team sucks. No, it does suck. Unless you have Greg the Leg Zerline. Greg the Leg Zerline. <laughs> Dude posted a 27 point in fantasy football. What was it, two yeah. weeks ago? Yeah, that is true. Yeah. 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 He did go ahead. Speaking of Nick Folk, he's the only reason. He's saved my season a couple years ago. Zulo, remember that? Yeah, I was wondering. Like, I was actually going to. I was, I was going to bring that up, but I wanted you to say it. Yeah. Yeah. I was God, down he, like. What was I down? Like 20 points? And You're down 20 points. He put up 21 points for the win. <laughs> Was that so, when he was a cowboy or a, a jet? That's when he was a jet. Yep. So yeah, we we cut him in, in in lieu of having Dan Bailey. So it worked out well for I guess us, and then Zula or, and worked out well for BVD that one time. So all right, so let's, let's stay on kick the kickers because I watched um a, a little thing a, a little thing on Adam Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri is the most fucking clutch guy in all sports. If you think was it the it. Pat McAfee thing? It, it, Pat McAfee. I, I I listened to that and I. It was like a little like E60 on Vinatieri. Dude, McAfee killed it though. Vinatieri, like you can't – like think about that. In a time where you can't hit a 34-yard kick in a meaningless game, this guy's hitting 45-plus yarders to win Super Bowls. I mean, come on. In the snow. No, that was an AFC Championship game, but yeah. He did against the Rams. Yeah. No, it's Raiders. Um well, no, he won the Super Bowl yeah. against the Rams after hitting yeah, that the snow year, he, That year, the tuck rule yeah. – um, he hit it against – yeah. But anyway, he is – like, now I think you appreciate kickers a little bit more. And, like, when you look back, like, I can't – even though the Colts used to be in our division, um, no one in New England will hate Adam Vinatieri. He has edged his footprint in New England sports history, you know, for the end of time. He is a legend. And in a time where kickers, you know, simply can't – still hate That guy's still hating. He hit a, a game winner last week. Yeah. Vinatieri doesn't fuck around. And it seems like, and I watched the Pat McAfee no. thing when he was talking about how cold-blooded and how yeah. he like tunes out. 
Pat, and Pat's a pretty hard guy to tune out. Like, he's loud, obnoxious. I see where he gets it from. He's a loud drunk from West Virginia. So, I get it. Like, this guy has got <laughs> ice in his veins. He wins every game. But to say that, y'all, y'all, I don't think y'all would have hated Vinatieri for kicking a field goal to beat the Patriots in the playoffs. Y'all would have still just been mad at the Manning-Brady rivalry. So, y'all would never have yeah. had ill will against no. Vinatieri. But that guy literally has cojones the size of my head and ice running through his veins. So, I'm not going to yeah. lie. I didn't know how this kicker segment was going to go. I'm fucking amped right now just like thinking it. about it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, Vinatieri is a god. He, I mean, yeah. anyway, so. Highlight of the only part of the Colts team this year is Vinatieri's posting, like, He's just shooting it from 44 on a regular basis because Brissett can only get in and win yeah. his legs. So most of the time they're just kick, settling yeah. for field goals. It's been a nice year for him, but most kickers have not had as much fun. Maybe we'll come out with a separate podcast just solely dedicated to kickers and punters. I think that's a good idea. We'll corner that market. I can't – maybe holler at you know Marquette King. See if he'll come on the podcast. Marquette King, I like it now. I'm kind of a bitch now, but whatever. Uh, anyway, hold on. So – yeah, he's had his moment. He's had his moment. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That wraps us up with the kick, Can I Kick It segment. Um, we'll tune in next week to see what three kickers we decide to pick. Um, but let's keep it in the NFL. I skipped over it because Zulo made yeah, okay, yeah. a great segue to the, uh, to the kicker on. segment. So Graham Gano. Graham Gano let's, uh, let's go to, let's go to um, let's go ahead and get this over with. Yep, let's let's talk about Zeke. Uh, Zeke suspension reinstated. Looks like your boy's gonna have to serve some time, bro. Let's just go ahead and say Cowboys. So it's been a rough week. We're on a bye week. We cut Na- uh, Carroll, Nathan Carroll, the cornerback who got replaced by a rookie. Uh, Paya, the dude that came over from the Ravens in the offseason, defensive tackle, retired because he feels he can't compete, but he probably doesn't want to put up with Jerry Jones kneeling bullshit. So the problem we have now is that we've lost three players on a fucking bye week to our defense and then our starting running back. So the Cowboys, which were not in a good shape anyway with our defense, we literally have to hinge everything upon Dak, which I couldn't think of anyone else. He is the I mean, I like to call him Touchdown Jesus. He can fly and walk on water. He's better than Whitehurst, better than Tebow. But I call him Touchdown Jesus. The Cowboys, are their season's pretty fucked. Jason Garrett's career's in trouble. Rod Marinelli, Marinelli is I definitely I fucked. I wouldn't count I mean, we're just we're screwed just, all the way yeah. around. I don't think it's just Zeke now. No, no, not, not, not necessarily, dude. We don't get him back till week 13 against the Steelers. I was reading something. You think it's going to get overturned again? I was reading I heard something. He was gonna, and you know how – Fucking back. He said he's going to file a name or these rulings and these overturns are. I, I could see them letting him play the rest of the season and being suspended. Now. I don't know. I could see something crazy happening. So I don't. I mean, the, the fact they have a bye week, they said his legal team's gearing up for a big appeal. So I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't count him out just yet. But I mean, Alfred Morris is a pretty. Alfred Morris, McFadden, they're pretty. Kind of gets knees or hanging out. McFadden has, has some miles on those tires. Yeah, but Alfred Morris is good. I don't think the offense is going to be the problem, though. I think the real issue with the Cowboys is the defense, and I'm sure BVD loves hearing me have to harp on this. So, yeah, it it sucks to lose Zeke, but at the same time, it wasn't like – our offense was posting at 30 points a game, and in the NFL, that's usually good enough to win. But when you lose back-to-back games against the fucking Rams and then you lose to the Packers in the last-second touchdown, it's apparent that the offense is not the issue. Dak went for four touchdowns last week. 
Zeke has huge runs to keep us in that game, obviously. And like you said, Morris has been running well and running hard, and he did the same thing in Washington. They just wanted younger legs. But I think that the defense is our biggest concern. So, yeah, I hate that Zeke's going to be out till week 13 pending another appeal. I don't think that that's the make or break for the season. I think it's our defense that's going to fucking kill I mean, us. they went they went two and three with Zeke. So it's not like he was helping on that much. Agreed. Anyway. So, yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't think it really – yeah, I but think, yeah, I don't think it's. I think Jason Garrett's fucked. Mm-hmm. It sucks for you, but I mean, whatever. it's great yeah. news for me as an Eagles fan because you got the dumpster fire that is the New York Giants, and then you've got, you know, Zeke possibly serving this six-game suspension, and so I mean, the only team that we really have to look out for probably is the Redskins, which we've already beat thirty to seventeen or something like that in Week One. Hey, let's tread lightly. You haven't played us yet, and we haven't played the Skins, so we can make up some room with Dak alone, depending on how that all works out in the next two weeks after this. We'll see. We'll so, see. I mean, we'll revisit oh, this. Oh, yeah, we'll this, revisit this. This division's fall. I mean, I'll count the Giants up. Other than that, this is going to be a, a three-dog I mean, three race. Isn't know, that crazy that we're talking about counting the Giants out? Like, before the season started, I thought they were going to be the best team in the NFC. I, thought, I, had them, I had them against the Pats in the Super Bowl. They lost every single wide receiver in the last game. Yeah, but Eli Slingblade Manning has not done anything to help his cause. The old mouth breather himself. And I'm going to use that joke every single episode, every single week. I stole it from Dan Patrick. I'm not scared to admit it. Oh, I don't like I hate Eli oh, I hate Manning. you. I, mean, I hate that guy. Trash him all you want. He's a mouth breathing. I mean, he's just, I think he's mentally retarded. But at the same time, he can throw the shit out of the rock. But he can. Throw the- he's a mongol. He's a mongoloid. <laughs> he can throw the ball. But I'm glad to see them at the bottom of the the division. So even if we have three wins, you know, through ten weeks, we'll probably still be at least a game up on the uh, on the wide receiver list. <laughs> so, but yeah, I do believe it's yours to lose now with Zeke going down. I wasn't as concerned prior to today that we could get back in the the saddle. But yeah. Cowboys aren't looking pretty. So we can go ahead and go to the next topic. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Let's touch on the Rams real quick because I like the Rams. And I think they're going to be a real deal. Yeah. I mean, am I, am I alone here? Like, the Rams look good. No, I agree wholeheartedly. I like Scott McVay. I like how he's incorporated yeah. Gurley into the passing game, which is something yeah. that Jeff Stop Fisher and Fossil didn't do. But, I mean, and he fumbled, like, when he was hitting the pylon um, in the first drive of the game last week, and they turned it over and gave it a touchback, and then Cup misses a catch that he probably will grab eight out of ten times. So I feel bad for them for losing that game because I love to watch Pete Carroll squirm and lose. But at the same time, I do believe that they are at least semi-for real. I obviously watched that Cowboys game, and they, I mean, they posted a 25 spot in the second half, and that's very unrams. The Cowboys played good. They just got beat by the Rams. Yeah, I agree. So the Rams are good. And when I said next topic, I meant next team. So I agree. If we were to do NFC West, I still think that the Rams could go into Seattle and win, as well as not necessarily run the table, but they could easily clean up for the rest of the season and be the division leader coming into the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. Yeah. So, I mean, I I like seeing teams like that. Like, I like seeing – Oakland's kind of – you know, skating on ice now, but I like seeing like the the emerge or the reemergence of these kind of teams. So, I, think it makes- I agree. It's fun watching teams that were not relevant turn into relevant. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, and it'd be cool to see one of the teams like if LA was good enough. And obviously, we all know that people from the L- LA area are the fucking worst. So you people from LA suck. We gave you two NFL teams. Go to a game. 
Like, I would be <laughs> fucking stoked if I could find a $10 ticket. The fucking Broncos tickets are like $400 to get in the stadium. If I could get into the soccer stadium to watch a, another pro team, even if it's Phyllis Quivers, I would gladly go. So, yeah, I think if the Rams pick it up, then they could very well not only sell out the Rose Bowl, but be a fun team to watch, especially with – I mean, they have all of the weapons they've traded for. Yeah. They have Todd Gurley. And it's nice to watch Jared Goff not be a, just a total pile of shit. So it'd be really yeah. fun. I agree. They may be very well – they very may well be legit. Yeah. So keeping it in the realm of relevance, um, always the best team in the last, you know, 18 years. And, you know, let's you – know, I'll call it space Bay. They haven't looked, you know, as dominant as they have in years past. But on a on a good on a positive note, I mean, they won without Gronk and Edelman. I mean, Edelman's out the whole year. They have they had ten days to get ready for this game coming up. Gronk's coming back. Brady looks you know as good if not better. And their defense actually looked good against Tampa Bay, who has a pretty solid offense. So I think if you know they're trending in the right direction, um, I'm buying the Patriots. I think they're going to improve. They got the Jets in New York this week, which is always a fucking matchup because, you know, those interdivisional games are always close. They know each other so well. So I think it will be like a 21-14 to or 17-14 type game. I think the Pats get a win and get the uh, – and right the ship and, and go on and, you know, pretty win the division pretty handily, honestly. BVD, you want to take this before I jump down his throat? I just want to say, look out for Buffalo, man. No. The Bills are no joke. Yeah, I mean. All right, so this is my this is my concern, and listen here, and listen strong. Brady doesn't look that good at all by any means. He looks like garbage against Carolina last week. He looked good against a very meh, meh, I mean, just meh defense against Tampa Bay, and they came out and said that he has a non-throwing shoulder injury, but he's okay. But you're going to have to go without Gronk every other week for the rest of the season. So now you're dependent on Hogan and Brandon Cooks, but you better hope to Christ that Brady can stay upright. I feel he got hit 12 times last week by Gerald McCoy and company, and 90% of that defensive line for Tampa is second stringers. Gerald McCoy literally is the only guy that can do shit for them. So I'm not, I do believe you will win the division. I disagree with BVD thinking that the Bills are legit. I think that they win games they shouldn't, but then they lose games they shouldn't. So you should handily take care of New York this week, but I don't believe you're – I mean, I, I came on your podcast a month or two ago and said the Patriots are going to go 16-0, and I sincerely believed that. I don't think it, – it's not going to happen now. Stephen Gilmore doesn't look as great as we had thought. Dante Howard – or Hightower's coming peaks and valleys. Um, and then the D-line is suspect sometimes. So I don't know if the Patriots are as – I'm not buying, but I'm not selling either. I'm just going to kind of hang on and watch, flatline. So, all right, first of all, Brady, you're wrong. Brady's having a huge year. I mean, look at his stats. I mean, he's throwing for a lot of yards, but that doesn't mean that he's having, like, he's Why not? not doing well, enough. How, how, what do you mean, dude? Okay, so he's been hit 30 I mean, he's times. he's thrown for 1,700 yards, 11 touchdowns, and one interception. Okay, read that again, please. 1,700 yards, 11 Seven. touchdowns, one interception. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so, okay. That's just enough. He's having a massive year. I mean, what do you mean? I mean, he has to do this, dude. They're, oh, they're offensive. Oh, so who have you played? The only t- I mean, you got beat. The two teams that are any bit competitive that you would see in the playoffs are teams that you've lost to. The teams that you've beat. Dude, they're figuring out, dude. They didn't, I mean, they've got a world with Amadola and Cooks, who's brand new. And Chris Hogan is a stud. Um, when Gron- I mean, dude, I'm not worried about their offense. I mean, Brady's been hit 32 times, been sacked 16 times, which is one more than he has all of last year. 
So if they sure up that offensive line and protect him, I mean, there's no reason to think they won't. I mean, I don't know. I just like, – this happens all – I think they're one-dimensional. I mean, you have a, a stable of running backs, and most of the touches they get are either in dump downs. That's how like, they do that. Whether it be play action fakes, the chip. always been. I get it. Always been like that. Bullshit. No, that's not true at all. You had LeGarrette okay, Blount last year that was LeGarrette running the ball Blount between the tackles. And now he's doing that for Philly. So you're not as one-dimensional. So they can't – they don't have to stack Mike, the ball. Mike Gillisley Mike, – Mike Gillisley is just as good, if not better, than LeGarrette. I mean, he's better than LeGarrette. I don't know if they're necessarily the same runners either, though. But at the same time, we'll have to wait and see. But Mike I don't Gillisley think y'all are good. as good as you are putting on. No, I'm saying, dude, they sh- – up the offensive line. They protect Brady. They're fine. Their defense has gotten a lot better in one week. I guarantee they come out and and I'm playing the Jets. I guarantee they'll good again. They should stomp the fuck out of the Jets. The Jets are garbage. The teams that they've beaten are just horseshit as well. So y'all should win that game thirty-five to seven if you were in true Patriots form. That's not how. That's that's never that never ever happens in a Pats Jets. It doesn't matter if the Jets are winless. They always play the Pats tough every year, like clockwork. So. A win's a win, dude. Who the fuck But can't? you're not, not winning like, every game. You're three and two, and you're tied with the Jets and the Bills for the division. So I'm not buying. <laughs> it means nothing. It's early. It's week six. It just means I'm not buying is it's all I was six. saying. I, my my agreement was I'm not I, buying. I mean, they're going to be in the AFC Championship game. Point 99.9. If Derek Carr's healthy, then I'll that'll be a toss. Derek Carr should be singing in Green Day instead of being a quarterback, honestly. I don't know, dude. I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried. Like, people, this, people love to hop down the path through <laughs> after one or two bad. Who cares? Uh-huh. We've been listening to these talking heads, these fucking peasants, forever. And the last time they started off, whatever, 0-2, they fucking won the Super Bowl. So I'm not – I mean, dude, I'm not – You didn't start out 0-2, but I, I do agree. Like, I, I think you win the division, but I don't think you're some – I'm not buying stock in the in, – the Patriots right now. That's just a fact. I think you still win the division, but I don't think like I would have, I have more faith in the AFC West than I do in the AFC East this year. I think that the Broncos, the Raiders and the chiefs, when Derek Carr's healthy, I think they are all viable teams that could go into Foxborough and win. But this year you may have to go down to Arrowhead, which is a brutally difficult place to win, especially when it's cold. I don't, I'm not buying. Cause the, the, Pats, the Pats can't play in cold weather. You're- no, I'm just saying I don't have y'all winning on the road on a regular basis. This I year. think I think in three weeks people will be like, "Oh my god, the Pats are back." I mean, yeah, it is. What it is. And mean, y'all very may I well be, but I think the defense, I got, the defense is suspect, and so you have to have. A strong- I don't know why. I don't know why their defense. Is, their defense it should be good. Like I don't know why they're suspect. I agree. Like, they don't have it. No one's injured. Fuck. I mean, they signed Stephon Gilmore. McCourty's a beast. Malcolm Butler is not playing very good, but he should be a stud. I mean, what the hell? I mean. We have fucking Van Noy. Jesus Christ. I can't believe I'm saying his name on a podcast. But, I mean, who knows? <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, I will agree with you. It's, they haven't looked as dominant as they have. But, um, I mean, um, I, I think you take two against the Dolphins, two against the Jets, split the series with the Bills, and you still win the division. But I don't think y'all are – I mean, you won't be the ones – I don't think you'll be the one seed going into the AFC playoffs. And I don't know necessarily if that defense is good enough to stop – an offense like a Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. No, but dude, their defense. The thing about the Pats is they adjust. Their defense will get better that every is, single. That week. is true. You guarantee. And then you'll win the coaching and they, and they every play. time. You'll win the coaching division every time. You'll yeah, exactly. Time. And then they. And I think playing the Chiefs Week One was good for us. Now we saw them. We saw how how you know complex and you know multi-dimensional their offense is, and that that only bodes well for us. Like Belichick. Belichick, I mean, he does watch film. 
you know, 18 hours out of the day. So if it comes down to the Pats and the Chiefs, I, I am buying, I am taking Belichick and Brady every single time. Yeah, Belichick's either cutting the sleeves off of his shirts or he's uh, watching film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, you, you know, we'll wait. We'll have to wait and see, but yeah. Because, I mean, y'all did barely – if you don't show up, like when y'all played Houston in the playoffs last year, if they had anybody that was relevantly – like even close to good, y'all wouldn't have won that game. So you have to show up every week in the playoffs. And it just seems like at least through the first five weeks, y'all haven't done that. So we have a lot of time left, and I do agree you have a great quarterback. But at the same time, if you're matched on the field and talent and you don't show up, then you're not going to win well, every I mean, time I, like you do usually. We'll wait and see. So we'll have to wait and see. I think you win the division. I don't think you win the AFC that this year. That's just me, though. We'll see how thought, we'll see how it plays out. I agree. So what's our next? Who who are we yelling at each other about next? What, what's another? What's another interesting team out there? What's going on with the Packers, Vikings, Lions? What's going on in the NFC North? The Vikings. Like, I like the Vikings. They can't catch a fucking break. <laughs> Sam Bradford had his patent come out hot in the first couple games. And then just look like a little asshole, little asshole. And your boy, Case Keenum, dude. I like Case Keenum. I like this guy, Case Keenum. He's a grinder. <laughs> what? Where is Teddy Bridgewater? I know he ripped, like, his whole leg off. Like, he had a yeah. little Jalen Smith situation. <laughs> but, like, where the fuck is he? Like, he's been dude, gone he... for, like, 20 months by now. No, they said it's a, a, at the very minimum, a two-year injury. It could be a career-ending injury. Fuck. Yeah. It was like a, yeah. I mean, but Bridgewater isn't like the answer. I th- I, I think he- I don't know. He played pretty well his rookie year. The time no, he, he was did. there, he, they did pretty. Strong. I mean, losing Dalvin Cook sucks. Yeah, but McKinnon true. looked good. They got they deep and not playing Laquan Treadwell. What the fuck? That guy has as many catches this year as I do in the NFL. Yeah, like Treadwell. dude, he was twenty third overall pick. Throw him the ball. What are you doing? On Monday yeah. Night Football, he came in for a play, and they go, oh, and he's a really good blocking wide receiver. And then they ran the ball to Jarek McKinnon. I was like, that's a that's an expensive blocking wide receiver right but, there. But, they, I mean, Adam Thielen's making the plays. Yeah, Stephon Diggs is a monster, too. So they have really good receivers. So you have the top two, Diggs and Thielen. Then you have Kyle Rudolph. He's getting cut by a dude from Western Minnesota. I mean, it's what it is, dude. <laughs> I think I, Treble needs to get traded. I mean, I think an, another team could really use him. Anybody. Fuck, give him the Pats. Give him, I mean, we'll I, take him. Shit. Well, I, I, that's not the only team in the North, though, I have questions about. Like, we touched on the Lions earlier. Like, Stafford's hit or miss every week. I mean, he had, like, seven passes complete against the Lion, or against the Panthers going into the fourth quarter down 20 points. And then they're just yeah. dog shit. And then the Packers seem to – they can't stay healthy, and they don't have a defense either. Like The Packers the Packers kind of remind me of the Patriots. You know, great quarterback. They have a shitty offensive line. I know they have two of their best offensive linemen are out. Their defense sucks. Um, their running game is suspect. And they have, you know, a good receiver, a couple good receivers. I don't know. The Packers, I, I think – That's a very great assimilate. Like, they are yeah. eerily similar with each other. And if they were to, like, match up later in the playoffs, a.k.a. the Super Bowl – That would be an interesting matchup. It'd be, it would. It would be a high-scoring affair. Everybody would bet the over. And then the final would be, like, 17 to 14 yeah, because yeah. of, like yeah. – You know, but – it's weird. Yeah. I just I don't get it. There's a lot of like Jacksonville looks good. Pittsburgh looks like shit. Like what the fuck's going on? Jacksonville's defense is fucking the real deal, Holyfield man. The, the, uh, according to PFF, uh, Pro Football or fan, whatever Fantasy Focus, whatever it is, the Pro top two focus. shut. 
Yeah, Pro Football Focus. Football Talk. Yeah. No, no, not PFT, PFF. Uh, they have the top two cornerbacks avoiding getting burnt or, like, giving up, I guess, what is it, PBUs or whatever? Dude, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's amazing. Ramsey and then Bayou or Bayou. Yeah. They're the top two cornerbacks. And then they have Barry Church, Dallas Cowboy, ex-Dallas Cowboy, $20 million guy, and safety. The defense is legit. Wait, isn't that guy um, – he's from – the, he's from Houston, right? Boye. Boye, yeah. He's yeah, from, no, I was talking about Barry Church. AJ Boye. Yeah. Well, AJ Boye yeah. was on Houston. AJ Boye is, has always been good. You know? I was talking about Barry Church coming over and playing safety over the top. The Jacksonville defense is legit, though, and everybody was, like, sucking Mariota dick before the season. Yeah. So I find it brutally fat. I mean, every division seems like there's how's, a toss how's, uh, Is Dante Fowler playing? Yeah. He's playing on the left end, I think. He because he, he – yeah, because he had that. He, he was, he, and then got hurt as well. Yeah, that defense is good. They're, I mean, Blake Bortles isn't. Blake Bortles isn't good. Though. No, and I, I mean, I don't. Th- I think that's where they're going to end up losing somewhere where they shouldn't. Like Deshaun Watson yeah. can beat Jacksonville next time they see each other. Obviously, it was Week One. I think Savage and Watson played, or Week Two, whatever it was, oh. and it was a blowout. But let him get under his feet underneath them. Houston should be a little bit more competitive with Jacksonville next time. But I do agree. I like, they lost, they lost like JJ Watt and they lost Watt and Merciless for the entire season. So I think they're trending down. They played without Watt last year. I'm sure they can find. Yeah, but Winnie, Winnie Merciless means more to that team than Watt, honestly. And he's Clowney's gone now. Had a too. pretty strong showing this year, and no, he Clowney, hasn't done yeah. shit in the past. But I mean, so. And then but they these lo- are just all. All these divisions are toss ups. Like, who the fuck's going to win the AFC North? Seriously, I mean, I like. Um, and Leonard Fournette is a stud too. So, and I like that. I mean, running backs are get so shit on these days. So it's good seeing someone get drafted high and perform. I mean, he's an LSU fag, but I mean, whatever. He's he's the man right now in Jacksonville. God, can we all agree that LSU people are the fucking worst? We can you know, Yeah, I don't know. Them and Mississippi State. Are the I hope toilet. Phil's listening. I hope, I hope Phil's listening. They are the. Oh, worst. How about LSU beat by Troy at homecoming? <laughs> And then Troy lost to South Alabama last night. If you want to use this as a segue to go into college football, you're more than welcome to. But that's hilarity at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> they got paid a million dollars. We had a great time. They paid him a million dollars to come down and beat their ass on home. Thanks for having us down. Yeah, thanks for having us down. <laughs> I saw a hilarious tweet, and I know this is bad radio, but one of the guys, someone said, now Troy wants Bama, and one of the cornerbacks that had a big game against us replied, no, we don't. Let us enjoy our day. <laughs> Definitely don't want Bama. Nobody wants Bama. And then they lose to South Alabama. So, I mean, the irony is there, but BVD, this is your podcast. I'll let you do the segue. Well, I mean, you did the segue perfect, but yeah, let's uh, let's go right into college football. I mean, you talk about LSU losing to Troy, and then they come back and beat Florida. We harped on that. My kicker's a cunt. Hey guys, can we can we talk about can we talk about some real life issues right now? And it pains me to say, the SEC is kind of kind of falling, kind of taking a kind of step back. I think everyone keeps saying, but Bama's great, Georgia's really good, and Auburn may not suck. Like it's not the same as it's been. I mean, yeah, Man, we're I not. Have all the, be like your teams in the top ten. I, mean, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It's 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 it. from from top to bottom. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, you still have. I mean, there's a lot of football left. But they still they still may get two teams into the playoffs this year. 
And I think ATM comes back into the top 25. I mean, everyone's kind of harping and hating on Sumlin. They've reeled off a couple wins in a row, winning mightily, I should say. But t- you're right. Like teams like Tennessee, Arkansas, you know, LSU, teams, Florida, not. No, that's about it. Those teams are usually somewhere in the top 25, and they all look like hot fucking garbage. So I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Yeah, weren't we calling for someone's job like three weeks ago? Oh, yeah. Pierce, on my podcast, called for him to be fired on October 1st. <laughs> I mean, like, everybody thought it was dead to rights, but now it seems Butch Jones and Burt Belima are on their way out for sure. I hate that fat hog. I, I can't wait for Arkansas to get their shit rocked against Bama this weekend. I think Arkansas is going to end up calling on Mike Leach. And I, ha- I know y'all are all Miss guys, and that's somebody that's on your short list because y'all think y'all have a chance. But I think Arkansas no. and Tennessee are going to be the no, first two no. to call them. We, 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 we don't think we have a chance. I've heard otherwise. <laughs> we, we honestly don't think we have a chance to get anybody at this point. <laughs> Our best chance is to get Hugh Freeze back. Yeah, let's bring, let's bring, back, let's bring, new bring back fucking – let's bring back Pooh Freeze. Let's do it. I don't know. Bring back, bring back Houston. Not really shake things up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> what the guy that just fucked us over this offseason? Yeah, I mean, man, I think it was a lot. Of, well, it wasn't just Houston. Not. I mean, he was just kind of no, right. carry on the fucking. I think that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. I think there's another lawsuit filed this week, and I won't harp on it since it's y'all's podcast. But yeah, it's not a good time to be Hugh Freeze. The show calls he's going to get is going to be at least three to four years longer than Chip Kelly's. But at the same time, you're right. The SEC is down. Tennessee needs Tennessee to find. Fire Butch Jones. I love it, man. He's made for great content on my podcast. I can rip on Tennessee all day. They're so bad. They talk about having top 10 recruiting classes in a $100,000 or 100000 Seat stadium, huge endowment, and large athletic budget. These fuckers can't score in their own goddamn stadium against Georgia. And that's coming from a state fan. <laughs> give me bad recruits and give me a winning season. I'll take that every time. <laughs> yeah. So the games this weekend kind of suck. I'm just look, I'm looking at the slate of games this weekend. We don't really have like any any matchups with two ranked teams going on. Um, we've got Oklahoma, Texas, OU just lost to Iowa State. Saw that fucking coming. Oklahoma, Texas, Red River shootout. Hey, I don't. Did y'all see that? What? I don't know. Uh, Texas is getting a couple points, but not very many. Like, I think Oklahoma Oklahoma is going to come pissed off, and I think they hammer them. Because usually it's the anti- it's like the opposite. Like somebody that's not doing that well can show up. But Oklahoma losing the week before sucks for Texas because that would have been a great upset for Texas to get back in the top 25. <laughs> Is Texas back? Fuck no, they're not. Yeah, dude, I think they're on the verge. Of, I Texas needs to be good again. That just makes college football so much How better. are they not good? They One, have the largest recruiting market yes, in the country. That's amazing. How I don't want to hear, oh, my God, there's so many other schools in Texas. No. Longhorn Network, for Christ's sake. How are you not good? Be good. <laughs> the Longhorn Network it single-handedly destroyed Texas football. When you, tri- when you change coaches every two fucking years, the guy that started recruiting you as a 10th grader is no longer the coach. So then you're starting fresh with a whole new squad. They can't keep anybody there. And now Charlie Strong, who got fired for unbelievably – Sour puss reasons, probably because he's black, is now at USF and he's just ru- are you see, is just running a fucking muck. He's doing hammers down there, picking up five star recruits out of the Tampa area, taking them from Florida and Florida State. I love it; it's hilarious. But Texas has made this bet; it's their own fault. They wanted Mac Brown out. They didn't really have a su- like. Why do you want Mac Brown plan. out? I still don't understand that. 
Because they weren't in the national championship game, which they're fucking idiots. But such is life. Here we are making fun of people from Texas. So I love it. it. Ole Miss is, you know, downward spiral right now. So my two teams right now, I love Penn State and I love Oklahoma State. Those are my squads right now. How do you boys feel about them? Exactly the same way that you, you should feel come about on it. loud and obnoxious. I think I mean the door is wide open for Oklahoma State now that OU lost in the Big Twelve. Um, yeah, yep. and and Penn State has a huge match. I think. Wait, don't they play? Uh, who do they play? They play who? Wisconsin or Ohio State in Happy Valley next week? Penn State's playing Michigan next week. Michigan, but Michigan already lost their their game, so they've the Thunder has lost from that. Michigan, Michigan State, and, torrential downpour, hurricane type winds. That guy, the quarterback, O'Corn for Michigan, might be the biggest asshole in college football. He's the backup quarterback. They, I mean, their their offense is inept. <laughs> well, yeah, Wilson Spade is out. I mean, he's done. He's probably not going to see the field again this year. But O'Corn is not good. Like Michigan's no, offense is is literally inept. Is the only word I can think of. Like yeah, they're, they're blah. Yeah, like horrible. Maybe like yeah. Maybe the defense is good. Maybe get an offense. I don't know. You want to hear a funny stat I read on the Twitter sphere? Brady Hoke and Jim Harbaugh both were 24-7 and seven through their first 31 games. Brady Hoke had beaten Ohio State and Michigan State twice. Jim Harbaugh has yet to do either of those. Brady <laughs> Making Brady If you want to see some fucking hilarious memes, just type in Brady Hoke, and he's such a fat piece of shit. <laughs> you mean Chris Christie? Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, seriously, dude. They're long-lost cousins or something. But- Carolina's now up 10-3. I'm okay with this. It's at 43. I can easily, if I get to 20 at halftime, I'm totally content. We're a second half team anyway. We'll be all right. Water finds its level. I, I think we're on a we're on a two way street to having Bama Clemson for the third year in a row. Am I wrong there? I mean, you spoke highly of, and I couldn't agree more that Penn State does look legit as fuck. And James Franklin has recruited well enough to where his quarterback can role play. Enough to get his team there if Saquon's not having a great night. But at the same time, they look good. And if they can, and the Big Ten looks stouter, they look like the SEC of the past five years. So they have four teams that are heavy in the top 15 that are going to beat up on each other, but two of them are going to have to face each other, or someone's going to have to face Penn State in the, in the championship game. So, I mean, they could easily knock each other out, but I do believe Penn State is good enough to beat one of those teams, but yeah, Bama and Clemson look to be a, in a tier of their own, and Clemson with a freshman quarterback, no less. Oh yeah, the white kid came in, didn't he? I think he got hurt because they were not good. They weren't like rolling Wake Forest by any means. Yeah, and I couldn't tell you what the long term. Yeah, I don't know how severe the injury is. I don't. I don't think it's like that big of a deal. I think he just kind of like rolled his ankle. He might not play this week, but they're playing fucking Syracuse, so that's going to be a route anyway. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question while we're on the ACC. Is Miami real? Like, I know they snuck one out against Florida State, but playing in Florida State's not easy. Is Miami good enough to compete if they have to go into Death Valley or if Clemson's going down to Miami? I'm unsure. Are they good enough to beat Clemson? I think we'll see this weekend when they play Georgia Tech. 
I can tell you what, Georgia Tech is a nightmare program to play against. The fucking triple option is the biggest cocksucking fucking like yeah. gimmick offense I've ever seen. And it will drive a defensive coordinator nightmares, not only before the game, but at halftime as well. So they, they were supposed to play tonight, but it says the game got postponed. Yeah, Miami's hosting Georgia Tech this weekend. No, they are supposed to play tonight, and the game got postponed. It tells me 1.30 Saturday, October 14th at ABC. I'm looking at it now. But it may very well have been postponed. But, yeah, I agree. Like, Georgia Tech can ruin any team's season. But at the same time, like, they could ruin Georgia's season at the end of the year. But at the very same time, is Miami legit enough to compete with Clemson for the South or whatever the hell they call it in the ACC? The jury's still, the jury's still out on Miami. Is it? Okay. But shout out to Mark Richt. Way to get it done. Yeah. I mean, I like Miami. Like, in a time where I, I, my team is faltering, like, I like these. I like Miami's good. I like how Penn State's good. I mean, Oklahoma State's electric. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Miami. I'm I, mean, fra- I want to phrase this as carefully as possible. How hilarious is it when the defensive players get a turnover for Miami and then they get that fucking chain oh on their necks? Oh. It's so, it's so it's good. classic Miami. That's like Michael Irvin, like, like Jimmy Johnson. Michael Irvin is so pissed that he wasn't part of that. That was like meant for him. That See, was, the, U, the U was, I mean, it used to be so awesome. Yeah, I, I want to see them return to relevancy. Even if it's Ken Dorsey, Willie Mc, uh, Willis McGahee, losing to Ohio State, it was fun watching those boys enjoy South Beach and then show up on the field. So it was a lot of fun. Shout out to our boy Maurice Claret, who was uh, on the podcast. Yep. What's up? What's up? Let's go over to the Pac-12 really quick. I wanted to bring up something. Um, I mean, by all means, Ben. Are, are either of you guys buying in on Washington or Washington State? Um, I'm buying both right now. So I can, I mean, I'm agree with Zula. Yeah. I mean, why in the fuck not Luke Falk? I mean, obviously it's early time to be talking Heisman's, but he's a top four guy on the list form as of right now, but they have to play each other at the end of the year. And I know that neither of them have played. I mean, USC is somewhat relevant and Washington state took care of that. But besides that, it seems like it's a three-team conference. And I know we can't harp too much on that because we're in the SEC. But I think Washington State's better than Washington. But going to Washington may cost them the spot or a chance at making the the playoff. So, yeah, I'm buying, like Zulo said, I'm buying now. I like Washington State more than I like Washington, though. But, like, last year when he saw Washington go into the playoffs and then just get absolutely throttled well, by that's, Bama. That's a tough um, That's a I tough mean, can draw. either of those teams keep up with Bama or Clemson? No. Oh, no, no. That, that no, wasn't, no, no, that no, wasn't no, no, the no. question. I thought you were just asking if I was buying them. Right now, game. yes. But, no. If the question was, if they play <laughs> Bama, who wins? I mean, I'm going to bet the fucking farm that Bama rolls. Yep. I'm going to follow suit on Zula. I think this is almost a non-issue. If either of them roll against Clemson, yeah. too, both of those defenses have eight guys that are going in the first yeah. two rounds, three rounds max. And both of those shut down and demolish those offensive lines of the Pac-12. I mean, those guys, it's a whole different ball. Like, it's a whole different sport. It's a different sport, dude. It's like... Okay, well, this guy is cornbread. He's six six three fifty. I mean, good luck. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone from the Pac-12. USC used to be able to compete because they would get top-tier talent. They'd yeah. feed them full of steroids. I mean, we've all seen Johnny be good, 
and the program. That was what USC was under Carroll. I don't think either of those operations are being run under Leach or Peterson. So, no, I don't think anyone can compete with the talent in the Southeast. So you might as well just let TCU in if we're going to let some fucking team that's undeserving into the playoffs. Side note, Philly take on, on Carolina's 10-year line. Nice. That helps my over, cocksucker. Unless you guys have anything else on uh, college football, I think we should wrap this one up. I want to give a shout-out to my dogs. I know we have an irrelevant game, and seeing as you probably don't have a large Mississippi State market in your uh, podcast, shout-out. Good luck against the Cougars. That's about it. Oh, they're playing the Mormons this weekend. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, did y'all see the Mormon uh, mascot dancing with the cheerleaders? That's easily the most exciting thing that's happened to BYU this football season. The best thing ever was when BYU came down to Oxford, and they're in the grove, and they looked like they saw the devil. Walking through the fucking. <laughs> like, I, I saw this one guy go, Mother of God, where are we? <laughs> Have a Coca Cola, bitch! Have a Coke, motherfucker. Oh, that was so good. Something I wanted to bring up before we uh, close shop for tonight was uh, the funniest thing I saw all day. Are you just, are you just stealing segments from uh, what are you part of my about? day? You took. The funniest thing I saw today from SVP. I mean, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I love it. Don't get me wrong. but I mean, Does SVP know you're using this? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a segment. I was just I, – I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, taking a segment. I was just simply saying the funniest thing that I saw today was the Memphis Grizzlies retiring Tony Allen's number. I mean, how big of a fucking joke is that? They've already retired Zebo's number, and the guy is still in the NBA playing for the Sacramento Kings, and now they retire Tony Allen's number. I've never seen someone's jersey get retired for such a low shooting percentage in my life. But at the same time, when you're Memphis, you can either hang your hat on that or the fact that your yeah. crime rate has dropped out of the top ten. So you pick your poison. You know, do whatever you want to do. But, I mean, they don't really have a lot going for them over there. So shout out to the Grizz. <laughs> you know, I mean, enjoy Beale Street. Sucks ass. I mean, Mike Conley's about to get his jersey retired in the next few years. we got to touch on the one thing that you said, Ben. Uh the the fucking worst person in the world. I put him above Hitler. Is bitch fake Twitter? Guess a fake Twitter account that she defends her cock sucking husband on. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, the Goodell thing. Sorry, you cut out a little bit for me. Are you talking about Goodell's wife using a KD troll? Uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good. that's rich shit. Yeah. That's rich yeah. stuff right there. That is, oh my god, I I he's the kind of person that if I, he was drowning, I'd throw him a fucking cinder block. You know, I hate him. Like. And Kip, you're starting to see. Elaborate on why you hate him. I, I, he's an evil. He's an evil human. And the fact that he was on the cover of that stupid fucking Sports Illustrated magazine with all those idiots holding hands and kneeling. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, do they just see how angry they get me? Like, is this a personal plot against me? Like, for the love of God. Goodell probably called Sports Illustrated and demanded that he was on the fucking cover of that. It sounds like when he calls Jerry Jones. I mean, I don't like him. I don't, I, but he's a pincushion for 32 billionaires. I mean, that's all he is. He's like a scapegoat for if anything goes sour, be like, blame it on that guy we pay $40 million to. The fact that his wife feels that her one voice is going to speak out against some like 
I'm not going to say reporter, but whomever she's going after on Twitter, I mean, they need to fucking find something else to do. You've got $40 million. Go fuck someone besides your husband like every other rich bitch in the world. Like, get out of here. Like, yeah. You've got to find something get else. Get some fucking plastic. Get some plastic surgery. Get some work done because you're fucking gross. <laughs> and that's talking Goodell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Another... Also, another segment you go. stole was the, and that's talking soccer thing from earlier today, just to preface. That's, yeah, that's what, that's what I said. Yeah. We went three for three. You went three for yeah, three. Today. That's well played. And I do it all the time on the other one, so don't feel shy. Like, you know, take what works. But, uh, yeah, fuck. You just got to, like, change up a little bit so we don't get sued. That's speaking soccer, you know. <laughs> speaking football. <laughs> well, good well, luck tonight, BBD. Yeah, good luck tonight. Um, I know when folks will listen to this, they'll know that the Eagles are now 4-2, and two, but that the over <laughs> did hit. So uh, y'all don't be shy to tune back to the website and look at all our badass picks for the week. Yeah, check out hashsports.com. Hell yeah. Well, good, have you, good having you on, Kate. Hey, I appreciate y'all letting me come yell a lot in the, into the microphone. Yeah, and go check out go check shoot, out shoot me a text podcast, I'll, I'll... the Loud and Obnoxious Podcast, L&O. Yeah, shoot, shoot me a text, Kip. I'll come on the L&O Podcast. We'd love to have you. We, uh, you know, we're uh, we're trying to get our feet underneath us. We still got some technical difficulties, but we love talking shit to each other, and the banter is uh, never ending. So, yeah, if y'all get the itch, don't be shy to join us. I know BVD has done it as well. So, Zula, if you get the itch, come on. All right, that wraps us up. Tune in next week. Fly Eagles, fly. Picture this, I'm a bag of dicks, put me to your lips, I am sick, I will punch a baby bear in his shit, give me lip, I'ma send you to the yard, get a stick, make a switch, I can end a 